Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church in Chicago. My name is Pastor Joel Hess, and it's my privilege to talk about Jesus and the hope and the peace we have in Him. Uh, Please enjoy the following message, and if you like, uh, support the mission of God here in this area by going to our webpage, stjames-lutheran.org. In the name of Jesus, amen. There was this uh, rabbi in the 70s who had a young son at the age of three diagnosed with this terrible, knowingly terminal illness, uh, blood-borne illness. And he died when he was 14. His name is Harold Kushner, is the rabbi, and he wrote this book because it troubled him, troubled him so much why such a terrible thing would happen to his son. And uh, he's kind of the one that coined the phrase, why do bad things happen to good people? There's all kinds of illustrations I could give you. (laughs) I was thinking about them. What kind of great illustration can I give? Well, I don't think I need to, because I'm sure all of you have gotten illustration from your own life of a bad thing happening to a good person. Maybe it's a neighbor, a friend, maybe it's something on the news where you look at it and you're thinking, my goodness, how could that happen to those people, to those innocent school kids, right? When you have a school shooting, that's the question. Why would God allow that to happen to those people? They were just minding their own business and something terrible occurred. I know you have thought about this. Many people use this as the question that determines whether or not they believe God. Have you ever heard? And maybe you know, or maybe you are that person. When you think of the idea that God exists, someone omnipotent, omnipresent, who knows and does all that's good, and we're told that he is good, and we are told that he is loving, and then we see something incredibly unloving occur. And some people conclude, because there are bad things in this world, there must not be a God. You know what I'm talking about? Have you ever thought this before? Now, first and foremost, I would say logically, those two things have absolutely nothing to do with one another, if you think about it. Logically, just because bad things happen has nothing at all to do with whether or not God exists. Because... Who are you to say what God should or should not do, right? So the fact that bad things happen has absolutely no bearing on whether or not there's a God. That's absolutely a logical conclusion. And second, when that question's posed, the very fact that we have this measurement of what is good or what is evil, that we think suffering is bad, that we have some sort of uh, instinct in us that says, I can't believe that bad thing happened to good people. The very fact that you have that is a demonstration that you have an abstract divine concept. Because if there is no God, there is no good, and there is no evil, and there is no suffering, and the question is absolutely pointless. Why do bad things happen to good people? What is your answer? I think everyone needs to have an answer to this. 
That question is nothing new. The question is the question of ages. Why does anything happen, quite frankly? Sometimes it feels like you live in a world where everything just seems totally random, right? And then throughout the ages, throughout cultures, people call it fate, right? Or the gods are angry, and everyone's trying to figure out why this or that happens. I've been with the smartest people in the world who've done amazing things. And when it comes to these metaphysical questions, they're just as stupid as an infant wondering why and, and struggling with the question, why did things happen? It's amazing. And so they were in Jesus' day. They had those same ideas, except for in Jesus' day, many of the people uh, would have the answer would be something like, they must have done something wrong. That's how the the Jewish, or even the Judeo-Christian, or I should say this, the the Greco-Roman, the Jewish world, if something bad happens, you must have somehow deserved it. Does that make sense? And so they had these two incredible incidences that must have made CNN and Fox News and was all, all over the Facebook posts. They must have just been in the presence of everybody's mind. Two events. Jesus was uh, talking to the people, and there was some present at the time, Luke tells us, that told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. Apparently, there had been an incident. We have a couple historical records of this outside of Scripture that tell us that uh, a couple of times, uh, Jews going to the temple were rebelling against Pilate and Roman rule, and Pilate, to send a message, had them slaughtered. And indeed, right while they were doing their sacrifices and some of their blood mixed in. I mean, it's the worst thing that could happen to someone following the Mosaic law. And so they go in Jesus and they have all these theories as to why this would happen. And you know what they would assume? These Galileans must have been sinners. They must have been bad for something bad to happen, right? How, why does a bad thing happen? Well, that person must be bad too, because it couldn't possibly happen to a good person. And then another crazy event was, uh, this is a classic, I think we can relate to this, a total freak accident. This large tower in Jerusalem, a Siloam, just fell and crushed a bunch of innocent bystanders just there on holiday. We're familiar with those kind of things, aren't we? And again, the conclusion for the people of Jesus' day was, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, they must have done something wrong. So what is the answer to that question? Why do bad things happen to good people? Jesus, listen up. He nails it. I mean, this is Jesus' idea. This is Jesus' answer here for that question. He answers, he says, do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you too will all perish. Or those 18 who died when the tower in, Saint in, uh, in Siloam fell on them, do you think they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you will also perish. We wish that Jesus would tell us, oh yeah, they were. (laughs) And you're good because you're all right. 
You know what I mean? Or we wish that Jesus would say, no, 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 it's all good. You're all good. Don't worry about that. It's just an accident in the cosmos. I mean, it's a weird answer. We want Jesus to say something that we think will make us feel better. But I think he makes us feel worse. Why did that bad thing happen to those people? Jesus answered. What does Jesus answer in a nutshell, would you say? Stop thinking and figuring out what they did wrong. That's the first answer. When something bad happens to other people, Jesus says, don't worry about what they did or did not do. Instead, worry about who? Yourself. That's his answer. When bad things happen out in the world, you can sit around and try to figure it out for the rest of your life. You're not going to go anywhere. And you can try to blame and figure out what's wrong with those people. And you would be way off. And it's none of your business. But instead, Jesus says, when a bad thing's happen, the first thing you should be saying is, what should I repent of? That is the response to bad things. Because in the end, the question, why do bad things happen to good people? The answer is, there are no good people. There are no good people that just innocently are doing nothing wrong and bad things happen to them. And if you really are conscious... (laughs) If you have any sense of self-knowledge or observation to read the paper, you would agree with that, let alone Scripture teaches it clearly. There are no good people. The question doesn't even work. But that doesn't mean we sit and figure out exactly what did those people at 9-11 Towers did wrong or to figure out what those people with AIDS did wrong. That is not the Christian response to try to figure out what somebody else did wrong to get what something bad happened to them. But the Christian response is, in total humility, who am I to point out their sins? May I repent. May I look at my life and see how I am not loving others as myself. How I am not loving God with all my heart. That is the answer to tragedy. Bad things happen to bad people. That's how it is. Suffering exists. And the answer to it is, Lord, have mercy. Jesus makes it kind of clear here that God has a bigger picture in mind. His goal in your life is not to make you happy for 78 to 83 years. It's not his goal. In fact, his goal might be to cause and allow suffering in your life so that you will know that which makes you happy for eternity. If you don't understand this then you are going to live a sad and miserable life uh, tripping over your suffering, wondering what's going on, always being frustrated. But if you understand that you are a sinner, that you are not good, you don't deserve happiness, and that God's love for you is deeper than like a master of an ant's farm that wants you to live forever, 
And that maybe, just maybe, as a good father, he allows suffering in your life so that you will wake up and cling to Christ's words, the only thing that gives us life. His words that say you are forgiven. His words that say I will raise you up. That's what a good father does. And that's why there's suffering in your life. And that's why as Christians, we don't run away from it or freak out about it or throw our arms up. We're not surprised like the rest of the world when we read the the news and we're like, I can't believe that happened. You can't believe that happened. I've had people say that, you know, about... uh, about stuff like that. Pastor, I can't believe this happened. Or, or this, I remember this one couple, uh, um, and it, it's, it's, it's real, and I'll be there too. I think her, her dad was like 100 years old, you know, and he was suffering for a long time. But when he finally went to be with the Lord, she was like, Pastor, I can't believe it. And she was just totally struck. And God bless her. And I hope I'm like that too, because you love your parents. But she was saying, I can't believe this happened. And I'm like, I didn't say this, but you can't believe this happened? <laughs> Do you, are you aware of anything? As Christians, we know what's going on. We don't cling to this world. We don't throw our arms up when suffering happens. Because the point of life is not living forever here in this miserable place. But it is a new heaven and a new earth. And the real question for us that we revel in and relish... It's not why does a bad thing happen to good people, but why in the world does do good things happen to bad people? Because brothers and sisters in Christ, no matter what you have done and where you have come from and how many sins you have racked up or what kind of lifestyle you live, the best thing that could possibly happen to you in this universe has happened. Because God allowed all the bad things in the world to fall upon the one who can be called good, Jesus, his son. Willingly, Christ, looking at you and knowing who you are and what you have and what you will do, went to that cross. And there he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In other words, I'm the only one that should not be forsaken. And yet he was because he loves you and loves me. He loves bad people. In fact, God only loves bad people. Jesus only died for bad people. If you're a bad person in this room right now, I have good news for you. And if you think you're a good person, I have nothing to say. (laughs) Jesus died for sinners and rose again three days later. And in Christ's name, he gives you everything. He looks past your sins. They are totally forgotten. And he tells you, the one who's risen says, I will raise you up too. And knowing this, we now look at suffering. I hope you do. It's not some kind of curse or not some kind of sign that this is it or confusion or where is God and what's going on. But now we can look at suffering and we can embrace it. Because in Christ, it doesn't ruin us or wreck us. It makes us stronger. In Jesus' name, amen.